Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 238. Let's do this, internet. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host. He and his three-year-old daughter eat buffalo wings together on date nights. Pat Flynn. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me in this episode of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. I'm very happy to welcome our guest today. This is Marco Schwartz from Open Home Automation. I love him for a few reasons. One, he is an SPI listener just like you. He reads the blog, he watches SPI TV, and I love sharing success stories of people who've built websites from some of the tips and stuff that they've learned from here on, this, uh, on the show and on the blog. So Marco is one of those success stories. He shares a lot of tips and how he got started and big lessons that he's learned along the way too. His website, openhomeautomation.net, is all about the internet of things and creating everything connected in your home. You know, this is the big trend, uh, you know, smart uh, everything, right? Where everything's connected, you can control it from your smartphone while you're away or in a tablet in your home. Well, he helps people understand how this all works. He has products and he has a site that is not overly complicated too. He created a niche site and it's doing really, really well now. And that's what I love about this. He's 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 just like one of you guys, and he created something that was very helpful. And if you look at the site, again, it's openhomeautomation.net. It's nothing super complicated. It does exactly what it needs to do. I also love it because it has a great start here page, clear call to action on the homepage to go to that page, just like on SPI. And so, and finally, before we get started here, uh, Marco is one of the many international listeners of the show and readers of the blog. And so I wanna thank and give a big, huge shout out to not just Marco, but everybody out there who is across the pond on uh, the other side of the world who listen to the show. You know, I love you guys. Thank you so much. You make up a huge bulk of the SPI audience. It's not just people in the US, but all over the world. You guys are making a difference. And I'm hoping that Marco inspires you just like he did for me. And um, yeah, so here we go. Marco Schwartz from openhomeautomation.net. Hey, everybody, what's up? I'm so happy to welcome Marco Schwartz onto the Smart Passive Income Podcast. What's up, Marco? Thanks for joining us today. 
Yes. Hi, Pat. Thanks a lot for having me. It's really an honor for me to be here as oh. I listen to your show a lot in the past. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And we're going to dive right into your story. So why don't you tell everybody out there who's listening right now, what, what, what is your business? What, what are you all about? Sure. So my main business is the Open Home Automation website. So it's a website where I post uh, tutorials about how to build your own home automation systems right from scratch. So I teach people a lot of things like electronics, programming, also 3D printing. And some examples, I, I teach people how to build stuff like uh, security cameras, motion sensors. I teach how to control all the lights in your home and similar topics. Okay, so home automation. This is kind of yeah. a big uh, thing over the past couple of years. It's called like the Internet of Things, I think is what some people call it. And so you're helping people figure out how to make all this stuff happen. How did you even get started with all this? What, why is this a topic of interest to you? Sure. So I will tell you a bit more about my story. So I'm now 30 years old. I'm an engineer by formation. So I studied uh, computer science and electrical engineering. And I always always been passionate about uh, creating scenes, programming, um, and especially in home automation. Mm -hmm. So the story really begins in 2009, right? So I think like a, a lot of people in your audience, I read uh, the four-hour work week okay. by Tim Ferriss. Mm -hmm. yeah. But at the time I read it, I, I, I thought to myself, it's too good to be true, and that's just not for me. So I continued my studies. And in 2012, I, I was still doing my studies. I, I was about to finish. Uh, I was about to look for a job. And then I listened to two podcasts when I went to, to, uh, to my university every morning. And the first one was yours. The other one was the Tropical MBA podcast. Yeah, with Dan. Yeah, with yeah, Dan. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, those guys are great. Yeah, yeah. And those two podcasts really made me realize that there are actually people out there like you, like doing it, like living from their passion. So it really inspired me to do my own thing. So at that time, I was already doing uh, projects on just for me, like creating home automation systems. And it's only in 2013 when I finished my studies that I decided to really go for it and just uh, create the website and start to post uh, tutorials out there. Great, so your first move was to, first of all, just make that commitment to do it, but then secondly, you built a website and you just started yep. posting tutorials. Were these uh, written tutorials, video tutorials? Like, what? Ha, Walk us through exactly what one of these tutorials is like. Sure, so at, the, at first it was only like written tutorials. Uh, so a tutorial is basically a step-by-step -step, uh, blog post where I show people like what do they what they will build in this project, mm -hmm. what do they need, like what components, and then exactly how to build it and then how to program it so it does what it was designed to do. Okay, what are some of your more popular tutorials that you've done? Sure, so the, for example, a, a very popular one um, is how to control uh, like a lamp in your home, or any light, by the way, from, from anywhere in the world. So you can be at the other end of the planet and you can still control it. So that's, that's very popular. Uh, also, all the articles concerning like 
building, uh, you know, security cameras. So cameras that you can put in your home and then just monitor from your phone, for example. Uh, this is also very popular. Okay, so security cameras that you can yep. sort of watch on your mobile device. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Very cool, very cool. And yeah. when did you start to notice that this site that you created was actually picking up steam? Did it happen right away, or how long until you actually noticed that this was actually, there was something here for you? Yeah, it actually started very badly. <laughs> Maybe I can share this story. Oh, that, uh, a first mistake I made. And I think you made the same mistake actually at the start. Um, basically, I was developing systems using a platform called Arduino. Maybe some of your audience will know it. So it's basically a platform that you can use to easily build uh, some of those systems. And as I was building tutorials based on Arduino, I called the website arduinotutorials.com. Uh-oh. <laughs> and it was available, right? Mm-hmm. I was surprised, by the way, that it was available. And just two weeks after, my website was not even popular or something. I was getting maybe, you know, 20 visitors per day, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I received a message from Arduino saying that, yeah, I have two weeks to shut it down or... Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So you received a cease and desist letter. And yep. Marco's referencing something that happened to me in the past, back in 2009, actually, when I got a cease and desist letter from the United States Green Building Council for using LEED, L E E D, in my domain name. And I remember when I got that letter, I thought it was the end of the world because I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't know that I wasn't allowed to use a trademark or I even that lead was a trademark. Again, I was just such a rookie at the time and I almost gave up. Uh, what were your feelings when you got that notice? It was pretty bad as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I also didn't know what I was doing. The The website here was just like, you know, two, two weeks, weeks, three weeks old. And yeah, but yeah. quickly I, I decided to, you know, I, I won't shut it down. Uh, I didn't have a job, so I had to make this work, right? Mm-hmm. So I just uh, changed the name. So I, I said, okay, I'm doing home automation tutorials. Uh, a lot of the software I'm using is open source. So I just put this open in front of it, and now it's called open home automation. Great. So openhomeautomation.com. Yeah, .net. Dot oh, net. net, excuse yeah. me. .net, yeah. yeah. And that's great. Now, a lot of you might be thinking, well, how did, the, how did they find out that you had this website even though it wasn't popular? Well, they have, I mean, a lot of larger companies have teams of people and systems that just kind of automatically detect when mm. new domains are created. So that's why it, it happens. Yeah. And so, you know, better safe than sorry, don't use a trademark in your domain name. Even you might see other people doing it, um, you know, at any moment in time that company can come after you because of that. So... Uh, it's you, you might put yourself at risk if you do that. So that's great. So openhomeautomation.net. And okay, so you got over that hurdle. You changed your domain name. And, you know, of course, they were satisfied with that. Tell us what happened next. Sure. So the f- very first article on this website was in January 2013. So it's a bit more than three years now. Mm-hmm. And I started to post like an article every every two to three weeks. Um as this article takes quite a lot of time to, to make. Um, and then it actually picked up steam, I would say, at the end of this same year. So at the end of 2013, I started to get, you know, at least, at least 200 people per day or something like this. Oh, that's great. So initially yeah. you said 20 visits today. Now, yeah. a year later, yeah. or almost a year later, about yeah. 200 yeah. visits a day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
And so uh, currently the website is doing uh, yeah, 60,000 uh, visitors per month. That's uh, the turn, yeah. yeah. So that's you know about, what, 3,000 visitors a day, if my math is correct, hopefully. Um, and so that's... Well, more like two, yeah, 2,000 per day. So 2,000, 3,000 yeah, yeah, a day. Per day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. fantastic. I mean, yeah. what, so from 200 to 2,000 a day, that's, a, that's quite a large jump. Was there anything in yeah. between then that really happened that really put it on the map? Or was it kind of a steady climb? I mean, it's been a few years now. So there wasn't really something... Maybe I did on the website because I, I just, you know, publish regularly articles like, uh, yeah, one or two articles per month um, during those three years. Mm-hmm. So not on the website itself, but one, one tactic that I used that really worked for me um, was to post uh, my articles, like a link to my articles on Google+. Plus. So I know a lot of people don't like Google Plus, and <laughs> they say that it's useless to post there because there is nobody. But mm-hmm. in some niches, like like my niche, uh, it's very there are a lot of active people uh, looking for this kind of stuff. So for me, it really helped. Like some some days, it will bring me like you know ten times the visitors I I had for that day. So it really helped. Wow. That's great. Yeah, I, Google Plus. I know a lot of people, like you said, just aren't even paying attention to it, but. You're yep. right. A lot of tech niches specifically, um, I know space and that, that niche is very popular in Google+. And it's kind of cool to hear that it's working for you too. It's, it's still working for you today? Yeah, of course, it has a, a um, smaller impact right on the, vi- on the number of visitors, but mm-hmm. it's still working, definitely. Oh, that's yeah. great. And um, yep. a quick question. So at this point in time now, are you still only doing written articles and is it only two to three times per month or have you expanded onto other platforms and increased your frequency? Yeah, so now it's still, um, it's two articles per month. Okay. And it's also two videos per month. Ah, so okay. that was really big for me. I opened the YouTube channel um, and really started to post a lot of videos there because video is just great for my niche because I can actually show people how it's done. Mm-hmm. So the, the process here is that for each article, I will make a video which will just show the same thing that in the article, but in a light, I show it on video. So I show people how it's done. Of course, it's less detailed than in the article. And then from YouTube, I just say, okay, now if you want to actually learn more details about this project, just uh, go over to my website. Okay, and you have the link to the website yeah, in the yeah. description? Yeah, exactly. And how many views per video are you getting typically? So it really depends on the on the video, but mm-hmm. um, I have one video which is crazy. It's, it's more than like one one hundred thousand views. So it's a lot for my channel. But videos are usually yeah ten thousand views or something something similar. I mean that's still yeah. fantastic. Uh, yeah. I, I, do you so so that hundred thousand view video? Which is that the yep. same topic as you talked about before? Controlling a lamp or security video? Yeah, it's it's rated. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, that's a great yeah. lesson there. You know, um, w- was that a video that you created for your older article that you knew was popular, or was it one that you created that was sort of just uh, for a brand new topic? Actually, it's my very first video, and I think it's the worst of the of the channel. But for some reason, people like it. So, 
Yeah. <laughs> now let's get to talking a little bit about how this is actually a business for you. So sure. obviously it's one thing to build a website, get traffic, and you have this great YouTube channel now. How are you actually monetizing this site? Yeah. So there are two ways that it's monetized at the moment. Um, one way, which is maybe only 10% of the revenue, is via Amazon, Amazon Affiliate. So, of course, in my articles, I use some products. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use some balls, I use some components. Uh, and then it's really easy for me to just link to Amazon, uh, to the Amazon website. And then if people decide to make this tutorial, they are quite likely to buy uh, the products on, on Amazon, right? For sure. So that was quite a natural way to monetize it. But it's, but it's only like 10% of the revenue. The main revenue, like the rest, is from uh, selling ebooks. Ah, ebooks. Okay, talk more yeah. about that. Sure. So there are three, uh, three channels on which I sell ebooks. So the first one I, I ever tried uh, for my very first ebook was uh, Amazon Kindle, I think, like, like many people. Mm-hmm. So I sold the book there at um, it was nine ninety nine at the mo- at the time, and that worked quite well for for a while. But what really worked for me is selling books directly on my website. So directly selling books uh, in PDF formats on my site uh, for visitors. And here I really got inspired by what uh, you were doing with the concept of a product sandwich. So really, I got inspired by what you were doing uh, for, with some of your, your products. Basically, it's, the idea is to have one main ebook. So for example, about home automation. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's take an example. I have a product about home automation with Arduino. Arduino is this platform we, told, we, we talked about uh, before. Mm-hmm. So basically, the idea is to sell that either alone or in a sandwich. And a sandwich will be bonuses that are around this main book. So for me, for this product, well, if you want to build home automation systems with Arduino, you need to know about Arduino. So like my, the base of my product sandwich will be a smaller ebook about getting started with Arduino. And is that book something you offer for free if you get this main ebook? In that case, yes. Yeah, okay. definitely. Yeah. Great. And then you have the, on the top of the sandwich, you have um, bonuses and add-ons to the main product that's basically what you can do once you learn what's in the main product. So in my case, it's, for example, well, now you build home automation systems, but you want to control them from anywhere in the world. So that's an additional ebook, for example. Or I also created, in these packages, I created videos. So basically, I show in video what people will find in the main ebook. So that's a bonus. And then I, this allows me as a business to also sell more expensive products based on the same, uh, on the same book. I like it. I like it a lot, actually. Um, some of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while, you might remember something called the bonus sandwich. This is what Marco is talking about. This was something that was actually introduced not by me, but by a former guest in episode 84, which is uh, Derek Halpern from Social Triggers. He introduced this topic of the bonus sandwich. So it's really cool to hear that you have taken that and you're using it and it makes complete sense here. So you have a main product and mm-hmm. the idea is one of your bonuses is for people who just need information to be able to use that product. But then the second bonus on top, the sort of top part of your sandwich, like you were saying, is a bonus that you can give to people who 
end up using that product and can take it to the next step. And I think this is just a great overall package. You can see how this really fills out something. It adds a lot more value to what it is that you're offering. How much are you selling this this package for? Yeah, so all the, the products I have for sale, they go from from $15 to mm-hmm. about 50 so fifteen dollars is just the main ebook plus the getting started uh, book. Okay. And then the the bigger package is with everything. So with uh, bonuses, ebooks, and also videos. Great. So fifty dollars the higher end. Can yeah. you tell us like a percentage of based on all your customers? Are people buying more of the lower end, or are they buying buying more of the higher end? Like what what's the percentage breakdown there? Nearly all people are buying the high end product actually. Wow, that's really so, cool. Yeah, because a lot of people will just, you know, when they're selling product, they're like, "Oh, here's an ebook. I'm just going to sell that," and they're losing yeah. out on these opportunities, like you're doing. Uh, talk more about, you know, why you think that is. I think people are particularly interested by by the videos, for example, because it's really a great way to show, especially with what I'm doing. It's a great way to show, to illustrate the the projects that they will find in the book. So they have the book to do it, but if they need additional help. They can just uh, go over to the video and just uh, see how it's done in, in live. So I guess that's one of the reasons. I love it. I love that a lot. What uh, software are you using to deliver your ebook to your customers? For now, it's very basic. Uh, I have a WordPress plugin on my website mm-hmm. uh, called Easy Digital Download. Okay, I've heard of that. Yeah, and basically people just uh, they can buy via PayPal or credit card and then they get a link to download everything. That's very cool. What are what are some of the lessons you've learned now that you've been selling this ebook for a while and these packages? Like for people who are getting started listening to this, I know it's inspirational and you almost make it sound too easy. Uh, what are some of the challenges that you've faced along the way? Definitely, I think making people like arrive to this page where I had the, the, the ebook. So at the start, it's like people were kind of only reading my free stuff, mm-hmm. and there was just you know this little, uh, this little tab on my WordPress site saying products or books or something, but very few people were actually clicking on this. So it really everything changed once I started to to collect emails on my tutorials. So I created an email list uh, maybe one year after I started the the business, and then. I, I can see that me, all the sales are coming uh, not from direct visitors on the site, but from from emails. And that's a big lesson for everybody out there yeah. who doesn't have an email list yet. I think yeah. we've talked yeah. about this hundreds of times mm-hmm. on the show mm-hmm. before. Yeah. What uh, are you using to incentivize people to get on your email list? So at the start, I was giving out nothing, <laughs> which was a terrible mistake because I had a very low conversion rate mm-hmm. uh, from people visiting to to signing up. But now I'm basically giving up like, for example, a, a part of the book or so as I say, okay, if you, if you want uh, more information about this topic, I will give them like one chapter of the book that is related to what they just read. So for example, if they just read about home automation and Arduino, I will give them a free chapter of uh, the product that I have about this topic in exchange for the email. And then I will follow up with a sequence of emails uh, talking more about the same topic and then at the end about my book. Oh, very cool. So if you have another blog post about a different topic, do you actually give away a different chapter for free? 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But it's all part of the same, you know, end result, the big package that people are ultimately going to see an offer for, right? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But I give a different uh, piece. Yeah. I love that. I, I, I love that. So you're sort of segmenting your audience based off yes. of their yes. own interests, but it all leads yeah. to the same thing. Definitely. Yeah. What email service provider are you using to, to help manage all that? So I think I will surprise you here because I, I played with a lot of email providers. Uh, I tried first uh, MailChimp. Okay, MailChimp. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really like the, the pricing point because I, at that time I started create emails, but I didn't really make a lot of money yet from that. And the list was growing and MailChimp was asking me for um, more and more money and I didn't like it so much. So then I moved to a solution called Sandy. Uh, so it's at sendy.co and it's basically a, like a, an email marketing software that you can install on your own server. Sendy, S-E-N-D-Y? Yes. Dot .co. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Co. Yeah. So that, I've never actually heard of that. Can you talk more about why you chose that versus, you know, Aweber or ConvertKit or Infusionsoft? So it's first because I, I had like complete control of uh, what I was doing because as a programmer, it's really easy for me to understand all those things. So it was really easy to install for me. Mm. And then you end up paying only the emails that you send. So basically, I reduce my bills from maybe $100 per month uh, with MailChimp to maybe $1 per month. I see. I'm on their homepage right now, and I see yeah. you know, MailChimp cost per 10,000 emails is $200 with MailChimp with Amazon SES, which I guess is the you know, platform that they're on. Uh, it's only a dollar yes. per, th- yeah. per 10,000. Yeah. But yeah. I guess yeah. the challenge is there, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you have to have a little bit of technical know-how to ha- actually you know, install this on your server and all that stuff. Def- definitely. Okay. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So that's really interesting, actually. I've never heard of that, so I'm going to look more into that for sure. But for everybody who's just starting out, m- might be interesting to check out, but probably a little bit more technical than we want it to be, which is the benefit of paying yeah. a little bit more for those other services. Definitely. That, that, yeah. That's a really that's really cool. And I love all these things you're talking about. This is stuff that we haven't really uh, heard before. Um, you know, to finish up here, and again, thank you, Marco, mm-hmm. for sharing this. This is, this is super cool. Yep. Uh, what are some tips that you have for people who want to get started on the same path as you? I mean, th- you've, d- you've been doing this for three years now. Um, yep. At what point were you like, this is this is this is what I'm going to be doing. Was it right away or, you know, how, how, af- how much time after you started were you like, this is what, this is like, this is my thing now? Sure. Uh, first of all, for me, it was not really uh, a choice. I, I had no choice. I had to make this work because I, I really didn't want to, to, uh, to have to get a, a normal job with a boss, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it just had to work, yeah. But I think it's really... Uh, at the end of 2013, I was starting to sell to sell books, right? And I, my revenue were, were about maybe a thousand dollar per month mm-hmm. at that point. And you have to know that I, I'm living in a part of Europe where it's relatively cheap to live. So I'm I'm actually in Eastern Europe at the moment. So at that point, I had enough money to pay all the monthly bills. And for me, that's when I, I said, okay, I love to do it. And now it's paying all the bills. So I can definitely continue doing that. Love it. So the end of 2013, you said? Yeah. Yeah. So one, approximately one year after starting. Yeah. That's great. You know, typically when we hear these success stories on SPI, it 
takes a year to sometimes two or even three years to find that yeah. uh, rhythm. So it's great that you sort of found that really early on. And I think part of that is because you didn't have another choice. And that was very similar to me where, you know, I got laid off and I didn't have a plan B. I just had to make it work. So what are some tips that you have for everybody out there who, you know, wants to start something like you did and they're just kind of maybe just struggling a little bit to really make it work? What, one or two tips that you have for them? Sure. Um, I would say one, one tip, one, something that really helped me uh, at the start as I was quite scared by the, the money aspect, you know, that having no revenue at all at the start mm-hmm. is actually start by building a website around your, your passion. But also, if money is really a problem, don't hesitate to start with some, uh, some freelance work. So just look, you know, on, on Upwork um, and other similar sites just look for simple tasks in your in the same niche. It will give you, you know, immediately you will get some money uh, doing what you love. But also, yeah, it, you will learn more about uh, the niche you want to, to work on. So that's really what helped me at, at the start as well. I was doing these little jobs on Upwork and it allowed me to just uh, continue and to get some money so at least I could continue building my, my main website. Yeah. I love it. Were those jobs that you were doing, that freelance work, were they related to the topic of your website or what were they about specifically? Definitely. It was um, definitely building basically home automation systems for, for other people. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it, it yeah. was related, which allows you to learn even more, to become more of an authority, to have some practice in the space. And that ultimately helps your blog and your credibility when you're selling your ebooks. Exactly. And I, I even, you know, got, for example, uh, got inspired from some of those uh, little tasks. I got inspired to build, to build some system myself and then uh, feature these systems in uh, some blog tutorials. So it's really helped me in, in all the way possible. That's really cool. I think that's, good. that's a great tip. And Marco, thank you again for coming on the show and sharing all this great information. It's going to be really helpful for a lot of people. So one more time, where can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Sure. So to find more about all those tutorials that I talked about, uh, you can just go on openhomeautomation.net. I also have another website where I, I started recently to speak more about uh, online entrepreneurship. So my, my own story, how to build websites. And I just talked about this on my personal website at marcoschwartz.com. marcoschwartz.com. Awesome. Sounds good, Marco. And of course, we'll put all those show notes and the links, uh, or we'll put all the links and resources that we talked about today in the show notes. I'll share what that uh, link is in just a sec. But again, Marco, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you and all the best of luck to you. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. Uh, It's been a real pleasure. Thanks a lot. You're awesome. All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Marco Schwartz, again from openhomeautomation.net. The show notes and the resources and links to his website and everything else we talked about is available at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 238. And once again, a huge shout out to all the international listeners out there and every, every listener, everybody who's made it here to the end of the show, just thank you so much for your undying support. We are here in November 2016 and we're coming up to the end of the year. I hope you are close to reaching all your goals that you had at the beginning of the year. Still have a couple months left, but let's get a move on. I know I'm moving on some stuff too. 
And um, yeah, I hope it's exciting for you as, as it is for me too. We got some great stuff coming up. I hope you've been enjoying the free podcast content here. I'm really excited because I, it's one of my favorite things to do. And I know a lot of you have already taken action from the content that you've listened to on the podcast. And if that's you, congratulations. Just keep going, please. It's one of my favorite things to see. But I also know a lot of you and a lot of you have been telling me that you've been wanting more. You've been wanting additional information, some accountability, some handholding along the way. And so depending on what it is that you're looking for, what I would recommend is actually go to smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. You'll see the courses that I'm offering there that are paid courses, but they're there to help walk you through certain processes. Depending on what problem you have or what issue or what thing you're trying to solve, go there, check it out. You can see if there's a course available for you and where you're at in your business right now, whether you're just getting started and you just want to make sure you have all the right things in place before you actually devote a lot of time and effort into something. There's a course for you there. For those of you looking to get started with a podcast, there's stuff for you there. And there's going to be more courses there in the future. And how do I come up with those ideas for the courses? They come directly from you. So thank you for all telling me how I can help you better. And if you have ideas for more courses that I can create for you, just hit me up on Twitter, at Pat Flynn, let me know, or uh, use my contact page on smartpassiveincome.com. But again, check out and see what's available, smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. That will be continually added to over time, so check it out. Thanks so much. All right, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And here is to you and all of your success. I look forward to serving you in next week's episode. Until then, Keep moving forward, keep pushing the needle, and I'll see you on the blog, podcast, and on SPI TV. Thanks, cheers. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point. So I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray. And in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John, who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure, and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.